0: Hey, what's up everybody welcome back to the only podcast produced by three two-time winners of IMSA's spirit of the race award you're tuned into the check engine podcast we're hosted on anchor.fm and streamed worldwide on all the major podcasting platforms nick andrew and tristan are back in the same room once again after a little bit of a false start we're we're back in person after what, what would it be now 87
1: months
2: I, I guess I mean well. Listen, it wasn't a false start. Some of us had business to do,
1: and business yeah, yeah. things, places to be, people we're, to we're see. Business
2: it. people of the world now.
1: That's true. We're professionals. Men of the world,
2: or at least the immediate region.
1: <laughs> Men of the region. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, that would be you. Got to get the BMW when you're in the immediate region. Then you step up to well, I guess you get the bigger BMW, the Seven Series or whatever when
0: you're here. yeah, or the SUV.
2: Yeah, the SUV, right? The, the
0: right. X7. The X7. That right X Seven that makes you the. More worldly. Correct.
2: Yes. That's when you step out German, of. It's re- German, you see.
0: Yes. That's when you step out of regionality. Mm-hmm. Speaking of men of the world, Tristan just had a fantastic. He survived. He the, he took the coin flip and he... <laughs>
2: took the coin flip? Oh, Lord.
1: God, and it he makes survived. it sound worse than I even thought it was. <laughs> he
0: survived the Bermuda Triangle.
2: That's right. I forgot. We were sending you into uh, the 1990s horror zone.
1: <laughs> yes, they, along with all the quicksand and candy from strangers. Um, but, no, it was, uh, it was a fabulous time. Um, Your cruise th- is what we're talking about. Yes. Uh, the 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 cruise on the Norwegian Pearl uh, was... Uh, was a great time um, much needed time away. Um, haven't had a lot of that since uh, right after my wedding last fall, so it's been been good to good to get out a little bit and you know see some in this case other countries, not just other places. so yes, man, man of the world is the the title that suits me today.
2: Awesome, man. I mean, how are people acting on the cruise? Because, I mean, we were on our cruises pre-COVID, and everyone was, like, very... It's it's kind of weird, because it seems like people who go on cruises um, do that, like, as their main source of entertainment. There's, like, a class of people who only cruise, or constantly yes. seem to be on yes, various yes, modes. And those people are, like, weirdly... Um, not necessarily touchy, but like weirdly welcoming and this is sort of like I mm, that makes me cringe. Overly friendly. They yeah. were overly friendly. Okay. Um right. so but
1: same, same. the the physical friendliness was distinctly less. Sure. Standing up apart a little ways and, you know, no handshaking and that kind of thing. Well, that's um, good. Now, overall, you know, again, don't wanna bring too much into it, but you know, no matter how you feel about the can pandemic being over or not, the cruise ships are still being very very cautious about it, um, which for me personally was welcome. Uh, managed to come back without it when people are uh, traveling, you know, just <laughs> within the state and coming back with it right now. So um, glad to have gotten away with with two plane trips and a cruise and yeah. and not gotten it. So whatever whatever reason that might be you know whether it's you know the stomach flu a regular head cold covid i who wants to be sick right so i'm yeah, um, glad i didn't come back sick in any way from this trip and especially didn't need COVID again so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true
0: so all in all though fun time any cool car stuff well, we are a car podcast we're not a vacation podcast
1: it, yeah it's it's interesting the the market there because it's a British overseas territory, which is you know just the modern term for a colony, more or less. Uh, uh, Bermuda, you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, Bermuda. Sorry, did I say Bahamas?
2: I don't know. I wasn't.
1: Uh, not Listening
2: for that detail. I just but didn't. maybe
1: I didn't say the place at all. <laughs> I don't um, think you did. But uh, you know, I, we traveled to Bermuda, thus the Bermuda Triangle jokes. Um, and right. being being a British overseas territory, uh, they drive on the other side of the road from us. Um, you know, the left hand side, right hand side, correct side argument uh, mm-hmm. i won't hear any of it it's just the other side of the road um, <laughs> yeah uh, well, it works
0: either way yeah so, cars work
1: <laughs> it's fine um but it's interesting because that means that they have very few markets to pull natively right hand drive vehicles from right basically being australia japan and uh britain slash the rest of europe that feeds britain um and the rest of you know, Asia that feeds Britain and Japan. So really when you're walking or driving around, it feels like you're driving around in Europe. Sure. Tropical (laughs) Um, Europe. uh, Tropical Europe is really kind of what it is. And you don't see a lot of pickup trucks. There were a few of them and they were all left-hand drive American imported models um, dealing with driving on the other side of the road. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of those like cab over Mitsubishi Fuso, um, like workman trucks, um super popular that was kind of their heavy lifters and then it's all a bunch of european models um the one that was super super popular uh was i would have made you happy andrew was the the kia picanto uh
2: that's what they're
1: it's like it's like a In tiny sense? tiny hatchback no it might um, be smaller i think it's smaller, yeah but it's, hatching, it's 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 quite small um <laughs> And there are a zillion of them. <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs> they mean, I'm are, sure they're very cheap. They're, yeah, there's not a lot of
0: room be. on that island, so you need to as many sure. small cars as you can.
1: Yeah, and so an interesting interesting side effect, Nick, you mentioned like it's an island, there's not a lot of space, is that every address that is like a stated residence gets one car. So,
0: in, so oh, one per household. basically. Yeah. So,
1: like, and and but regardless mm. of, like, let's say you guys lived here with me, and there were three families here. Still, only mm. one car. Gotcha. Because um, it's it's by physical address. So there are cars there, plenty of them. They're all over the place, but with a lot, like with a lot of countries, dominated by bikes, right. um, both motor and otherwise. So a lot of scooters, mm. um, a lot of. Cars that qualify as motorcycles because they've got three wheels or are small enough to not classify as cars. Is
2: is that what you drove?
1: We did not end up driving. I thought you had one,
0: a rental lined up.
1: We did. Um, However, (laughs) there were horror stories about uh, all sorts of impropriety regarding credit card numbers and things of that nature. So I was like, you know what? We're going to cancel this and just deal with public transportation um which i thought would be a real struggle um, you know it's not a big metropolitan city like i had a great time on public transportation in tokyo cuz duh <laughs> like you know everything's on everything's on time uh-huh. and everything there are a million trains and a million buses and everything else but i was like yeah i don't know that that joke about island time you know mm. where you know it isn't necessarily a joke uh, we went to a town and like nothing opens before 10 a.m so it's like what is the public transportation gonna be like shouldn't have worried about it at all yeah the buses are exactly on time they come like every 10 minutes and being a little island they really only go two places sure, yeah, <laughs> well two directions they either go towards the main city or away the away from the main city in either direction because the main city's in the middle sure so super easy to navigate super timely friendly for tourists um just tell them hey i don't know where i'm going but i gotta get off at this place tell me when to get off and the bus driver will be like hey this is your stop get off so um super friendly obviously race speaks english being a british overseas territory so language isn't an issue you just ask the bus driver so
2: overseas territory i i, I did not know that they uh, had that nifty little dodge there
0: yeah. yes
1: not a colony definitely not a colony <laughs> but uh yeah, that's funny but yeah so
0: what was the uh what was like the nicest car truck that you saw while you were there oh, you they, had all, they
1: had all sorts of stuff um just like any brand you like choose the smallest one so <laughs> so like there was like a cayman i saw smallest a cayman McLaren. you know <laughs> yeah, right i saw a cayman the five, five there were seventy. a fair number of bmws um one of those uh Little, I hate to say it this way, but the, the, one of those little compressor Mercedes that almost looked like a CRX. Oh yeah. Um, I like those. Yeah. I really like those. Um, so like there were, you know, there were nice cars there, you know, no mistake. Um, it wasn't that, you know, it's, Bermuda is not a poor country, um, (laughs) due to, you know, various reasons, proximity to the United States, um, you know, in their history being an important trading stop to the United States, um, They've put in place a lot of beneficial tax laws to draw people from the United States. <laughs> so there's so there's a lot of money. The like per capita, the you know GDP is huge. The right. average average cost of a home is a million dollars. Whoa! Um, gas costs ten dollars a gallon, it's and they and, and then they went ah, it's starting to get expensive. So like wow, you know it's <laughs> it's a it's a different they peg their dollar to the US dollar so everything translates directly but it's an entirely different mindset as far as how much stuff costs like yeah. our tour guide got paid 25 26 27 dollars an hour plus tips mm-hmm. because she lives in an apartment that she has to pay 3500 dollars a month for Oof, so ooh. like all the numbers are just higher but everybody can afford stuff so that's
2: kind of weird it's but interesting but
1: yeah. so you see a lot of cars around but you can know that those really expensive cars are really expensive there <laughs> <laughs>
2: so. yeah
1: so this is a good time um glad to glad to be back um it's always tough to to end a vacation but managed to manage to come back at just the right time when you know wisconsin is at its best um, before it gets super, super hot and awful. So. Right. So
0: did you guys do the um, the recovery day before going back to work?
1: Like the vacation from the vacation? Yeah, we scheduled uh, our return date to be July 1st. Um, and then we came back directly to the 4th of July holiday weekend oh, you got- uh, and got three days off when we came back.
0: <laughs> wow. I mean, that's just expert level. Boss level. Next tier. That's so. awesome. Yeah, I... I I'm starting to do that more with my vacations now. Like I used to not <laughs> It's a worry sign about of it. being old. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's got to be. Like I used to not worry about it. Yeah, I'll, oh, I got to work on Monday morning? Yeah, we'll schedule the flight to land at 11.58 on Sunday night. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's and how it used to be, just so I can get the most out of the vacation. <laughs> now it's like, nah, I'll leave a day early. Yeah.
1: Don't go to sleep and then just work the next day. Yeah, yeah.
2: absolutely. Absolutely. You got to get home a day early. I'm a big proponent of being at home generally, but. Just, <laughs> just don't leave. They have to worry about it.
1: Hand solution. Never travel. Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> so, glad to have you back. Glad to be back here. You would have thought if two weeks, we could have figured out something to talk about. <laughs> Does anybody have any, any burning topics that we want to cover in the world of uh, cars, motorsports? Well, no, it's
2: just all
1: bad news, right? Basically.
2: Basically gas is expensive. Uh, Though
1: uh, coming back down true it is yeah. starting to tip a little bit i picked i filled up for 420 at costco well there you go i just not bad
2: nice number uh <laughs> and i just uh nice. I don't know. no one wants to talk about that um racing's been okay we did have uh double victories at the <laughs> race last weekend we, we did. did we did which was exciting that was very very um, cool uh eversley won before we're talking about uh eversley won and um uh third oh that's right yeah yeah double podiums double podiums, double right. podiums. yeah double podiums uh, eversley won and um uh murillo racing runners they actually did they make, actually murillo got they, they were, too. Was, yeah, one two one yeah. two one two yeah yeah with their cars which was incredible and then yeah um eversley came in on the podium as well which is great i mean obviously we love to see the success
0: yeah so. that's awesome um sent them a picture of a, a so their race was uh saturday yeah, saturday so I sent him a picture of a beer on Sunday. Like cheers, <laughs> cheers to the podium. So have this
1: beer. Have this beer.
0: Enjoy this beer. And on your I am enjoying this beer on your behalf in celebration <laughs> of you. Um yeah. they've had a lot of rotten luck with that car. Like the pace hasn't like been tip top, but they've been like in the mix and then had like Mid Ohio had a pit penalty, and then one of the other races they got like an improper wave around, which apparently Like, if you don't do the wave around right, IMSA literally, like, throws a spear through your heart. Like, it's like (laughs) stop and hold plus, like, four minutes if you take an IMSA or something like that. If you take an improper wave around under yellow, like, if you, you know, bypass, like, before you're supposed to. Like, and that's kind of, like, down to a communication thing. So the team, I guess, brought it on themselves. But, like, anyway, he's had some rotten luck.
2: I wonder if that's a new rule.
0: It's great. I don't know. I don't understand why it's so severe. I, it's, I think it's because F1 you make that
2: rule. <laughs> because it,
0: because you make up a lap. So they yeah. want to try to penalize. that's no, huge. You penalize that lap like back and then like another
1: one. Yeah. Basically, yeah, depending yeah, on huge. depending on where you are, it's going to be like two laps. <laughs>
0: right. So, so maybe more. But moral of the story is that that team needed something to kind of fall their way, and with the way the yellows fell, they they did a, like a two stop strategy where a lot of people did three. Yeah. So they were saving fuel a little bit, but keeping enough pace where they can make it work. And they ended up with a podium. So um, good momentum. They're at Lime Rock next weekend. And then something we got to talk about. Well, They're at Road America after that. Yep. So we got to talk about gonna, <laughs> our weekend up there.
2: I still really want to go to Lime Rock.
0: So we Some point. This some point.
2: Fun.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a, just a blast of a track. But it's a hell of a travel Nah. Like, I don't think we can road trip that one.
2: I wasn't it. It was like fifteen
0: um,
1: hours. 16 psh, hours. Yeah. Psh, yeah. My sister's house is fifteen hours. I drive it in a day. It's I, fine. Yeah, I
2: remember it being not. I want to say like an hour longer than uh, Vir. Actually. Yeah. yeah. That's going. We got
1: three drivers. Five hour stints are nothing. That's a
0: good point. <laughs> yeah, I guess we could. We could figure it out maybe next year. But Road America is this year.
1: Yes. This yeah. next I mean, month, we've got to
0: figure that shit
2: out
1: that's quick. That's close. True. <laughs> we'll
2: figure that one out. Um,
0: um, I mean, we can go maybe get uh, our third IMSA Spirit of the Race award.
2: If the weather's horrible, are you saying you're rooting for horrible weather? Well, I mean, how many how <laughs> many
0: people? Uh, let's I mean, let's call Guinness. How many people have won that thing three times? That's true. Like what we could make history.
1: Crown. Yeah. Greatest number of IMSA Spirit of the Race award winners held by a three man podcast team. That's true. But Those remember, oddly specific Guinness it's, records it's, that people it's Guinness, do. Guinness, <laughs> you have
2: to do it twice, which means we'd have to win it six times to get three. Right.
1: Does it have to be twice? I don't know. I think for some things it Do you does. have to prove it? That, like, does that's, Guinness? That's, <laughs> Guinness? that's land speed records. you got to go yeah, both yeah, directions. Yeah.
2: So, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, does Guinness just say prove it, do it again? Before- <laughs> <laughs> don't believe you. I just saw you do it. Do it again. I think it's for some things. Uh, and then it's like, yeah, but I think it's for timed things. Yeah, land land speed records
1: for cars and motorcycles and stuff are for sure upwind and downwind. you got to do it both directions and they take the average. Yeah. So. Hey,
0: look, if, if it's on like, if we're going to be up there for three days, and Friday qualifying day, anytime when Hindhoff is on the on the microphone, if qualifying is an absolute monsoon and he throws out an IMSA Spirit Award and we're there, that's that a costs. good chance. That, absolutely. And then we still of have hopefully it. a good Saturday and Sunday of good racing action. So Doesn't have you
1: to hope for a terrible race day. <laughs>
0: yeah. And yeah, you can hope for a terrible qualifying day. That's fine.
1: Those are fun. <laughs> yeah. Because then are race days are all over the place because no one was qualifying the way they were going to race. Uh-huh. <laughs> and also,
0: um, the best show of the weekend, the Pilot Challenge, um, for this year got switched to the Endurance Round. So, Michelin Pilot Challenge at Road America is four hours Whoa. instead of two. Oh, that's right. It was normally Jeez. four at Watkins Glen. Not no more.
2: That's cool. Yes. That's so, we get more
0: <laughs> Pilot Challenge.
2: So, I mean, Pilot Challenge has been the best race. Not only, it's not the opinion is shifting. I am becoming more correct. has been the best race at Road America for a couple of years now, and... I don't know what that looks like doubled.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Well, I mean, the weather helped at Watkins Glen when we were there, but that four-hour yeah. race was really good. That's
2: true. That's, that was really, really yeah. good.
0: The weather helped it though. So we'll see. But I'll, Pilot Challenge is the best racing in IMSA. Yeah. It's, it's
2: been incredibly, <laughs> it's incredibly awesome. even. And yeah. It's, it's, it's one it's, of the best series out there. Like, It's I fast. Have,
1: it's interesting because mm-hmm. the cars and everything else. So. Cars are a little bit more attainable. And the, the people. Like yeah. you know, our our favorite people for the most part run that series
0: <laughs> they all race in there. yeah. It yeah. gives us sure. something to root for outside yeah. of Tielitz, yep, who stepped up to the big leagues. Yep. But yeah. um he was m- must be through his relationship with Gazoo Racing or whatever, Toyota Lexus. Sure. Um he got called to run a Supra G T four in World Challenge.
2: Yeah, I saw something about a that A couple yeah, yeah, yeah. like
0: back at like <laughs> it was like a pro am thing, so like yeah, the trainer. AM driver wasn't I mean, different level, right? And he got in and I was watching it and he was slinging that super. Like he made up like 15 positions in his stick. It was
1: unbelievable. (laughs) That's awesome. It must have been so much fun for him. That's the kind of stuff you see too when you're doing pro-am racing. Like we talk about like pit strategies and everything else, but there's also, you know, driver strategies. It's like, when do you, do you leap out far ahead with your pro driver and then Hope hope your am driver can hold enough positions that you're in good shape? Or do you kind of have them have the pros run the anchor and try to run everybody down at the end? Well, I like that's it,
0: more fun. I, I think it's a little more straightforward in the two-hour races. Like, hey, start with the AM, do your minimum 40 yep. minutes, and then throw the pro in and just... For an hour and 20. And go nuts. Yeah, but yep. with a four-hour, like, you can't... Like, the eat, AM each, needs more time. Right, each of them are going to
1: have to probably do at least two stints. I at
0: least. Think so. Or at least, like, I think, like, an hour 15 is a minimum now instead of 40. So, like, do you do, mm. do you switch drivers at every pit stop or do you just leave the Am in for a double stint at the start? Or, like, how are you going to do that? Yeah. So. so, that
1: kind of stuff is exciting with that type of racing, too. So,
0: so I'm definitely looking forward to that in about
1: uh,
2: three weeks' time now. Yeah. Plus fast Hyundais. You know, I love that.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Andrew, lover of fast Hyundais. True. Uh, speaking of which, speaking my, of mine is back,
2: actually. My, my Hyundai is back from, from, um, a ruined transmission. I don't know what the problem is, I, I guess. When I, when I took it in, it was leaking a mysterious clear fluid. They said, is it the water? And I said, stop it! It's <laughs> not water! <laughs> but, uh, um, well, it doesn't
0: matter what type of fluid it is. It shouldn't be leaking. Well, then, I, because <laughs> like,
2: it's summer. and people they, they Oh,
0: yeah. Just, like, is
1: things. it the air conditioning, <laughs> sir? The, the, the
0: heat
2: sweats? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, so I, I took it in. Um, I think I already told this on the podcast. Uh, they, Anyways, they just said, when they've told me what the problem was, they're like, hey, uh, we don't have a timeline for parts and we don't have a timeline for the fix. So here's a rental car. And <laughs> I put a solid 3,000 miles on that rental car. It was wow. <laughs> approaching the need for an oil change. and That was a um, Nissan, right? Yeah, on a Nissan Altima.
1: And I, I love doing that to rental cars. That was yeah, that one. I think I posted Instagram pictures when I went down to like drop off my mom, drop off my sister, and then drove yeah. home. Mm-hmm. And it was like... 2,800 miles in like four days or something. Yes. The rental car company goes, uh, what did you do? It feels great. It's someone else's car. You don't care. Um, <laughs> I was
2: oh, yeah. So they called me uh, last Thursday and they're like, hey, we're working on your car. It's almost done. I said, oh, that's great. nice. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, they put a whole new transmission in the car and it is noticeably different from the transmission that I got the car with.
1: Huh. That's interesting. So more responsive
0: yes
2: more responsive and I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast I feel like I mentioned it once the only thing that was weird about my car and I just figured it was down to ECU or or TCU mapping yeah in third gear if you put the pedal down you could hear it hit like an edge where the revs would drop and then they'd go back up if you were hammered on the pedal in third gear a little hesitation it
1: doesn't do that anymore (laughs) nice yeah, I'm I'm waiting I'm still waiting on the the information from Subaru on my recall for mine.
2: Right, I forgot about that.
1: Which is interesting cuz they're like, yeah, there's not a problem until there's a problem. So drive it until you're dead. Like <laughs> it's it's a really <laughs> weird thing. It's like it's like the the recall is it can cause, you know, sudden loss of power and it's dangerous. But we don't have a fix yet, so continue driving your vehicle. <laughs> like ah. Uh, so Okay, and then uh. <laughs> that's then the repair is up to and including replacing the entire CVT. But they're trying to get a fix in place to reprogram repro- the the TCU to more aggressively engage the clutch. Sure, it's it's the clutch is slipping, which can cause the chain or whatever is inside to break. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, well, we'll see if there's if there's wear on the guide path. Then we'll replace your transmission. If there's not, then the reprogramming should fix it. I
2: do. I. I don't think I'll, I'll obviously never hear what was actually wrong with my transmission, but I am kind. Of I'm
1: curious. curious. Yeah, yeah. At least now, I'll know what's wrong with mine. Yeah. <laughs> in
2: hindsight, I think you know. Just looking at like the size of the patch that's underneath where I <laughs> my car, it probably was leaking since I bought it.
1: Huh? In like a yeah. just a
2: tiny minuscule amount that just got bigger and bigger and bigger. For and sure. You didn't actually, yeah. notice
1: it. Well, I wonder then too if you're leaking fluid. A lot of times those you know DCT CV uh, not CVTs, DCTs DSG's everything else they're very reliant on their fluid right. and if you're low it might not cause an issue but it could like cause undue wear it definitely and that's why they're like
2: low but it may not have been I mean it may have just been squeezing out like, yeah. in the actual yeah. and, and not properly lubricating in the actual unit exactly
1: so I'm curious if they opened it and were like "Whew, nope this thing's toast throw it away you know <laughs> they um, have. you know cuz cuz it was low I don't know
2: he said no break-in, so I've been driving it like that. <laughs> well, probably because it's been
1: rebuilt, so i already broken in, probably. That's true.
2: Uh, what, I, what I will say is that the, the default uh, TCU settings are so stupid. It shifts like a semi-truck. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting better, though. The one thing that's the weirdest thing, going back to my car is the shocking difference in the things you get accustomed to in your car. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The biggest one for me is definitely the screen, because in the Altima, it was like that. It's vertical in the middle, perfectly flat, which is so dumb. Yep. And now that I've (laughs) got the screen not sticking out of the console, but down in line with the top of the dash and angled towards me, it's like, oh, this makes all the sense in the world. Why would you ever put it? In the middle up. Yeah, like just like I, I get on mine. With like, a with the tablet. Yeah.
1: Like I get it if it's in the middle and flat also. Built in. Yeah. Because yes. because then you just move the steering wheel. You don't have to worry about putting in a different piece of technology to angle the, the screen towards the driver's side right. if you change countries. You know, and being a Japanese car brand, I get that they take that into consideration mm-hmm. probably pretty strongly. Um, but the uh, but yeah, when it's like stuck up on top like that. yeah, why not point it at the driver at the very least? yeah, you know, but
2: which is yeah, it's i I don't like when the screen looks like it's not built in. I'm trying to think of other things that I really got accustomed to. The um vastly superior push button keyless entry was on the Ultima. I have the touchpad on on the Elantra. I fucking hate the touchpad. It never. <laughs> Works. It's like a six out of ten proposition on the best day. The button always worked. Why, are, why? Why? aren't we using the button?
1: What
0: problem does the touchpad solve that the button
1: exactly wasn't accomplishing? When you say like touchpad, like just like capacitive, yeah, like, like it's not like it's not to like numbers. It's just no, no, like no, no, you no. touch, yeah. 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 So like that's mine's got that. Where like when you loop your hand inside the pole, the capacitive part is on the inside of the handle, and you and as soon as you close on it, it unlocks and you can open it. Yeah, yeah. That I don't have any problems with that? That makes more sense. Yeah.
2: This is I don't know what it is. It's really weird, and, and Meg has the same problem in her cards. It's the same... System. Useless feature. <laughs> it, it just doesn't work. Stop this. Bring back the button. <laughs> um, Hashtag
0: bring back the button.
2: Yeah, what else? I, I don't know. I, I think I can see a lot better out of the Elantra than, than in the Ultima, because I think there's, like, so much nose on the Ultima. You know what I mean? It feels mm-hmm. like you're looking down like a ski slope well, down a dog nose is what I was <laughs> dog <saying>. nose <laughs> and uh, so everything's like a little more compressed and I realize how much more light is in the Elantra also how much smaller it is I didn't think I realized that but after going with the I guess it's a mid-sized car isn't yes it? back to the compact which is the size of a mid car from when we were kids um, <laughs> you can definitely see the difference that's crazy but it was only three-ish weeks almost almost four.
1: A Thousand <laughs> miles a
0: week though that's yeah.
1: that's getting around it's funny yeah. when you talk about going back to your car too. <laughs> like when we were on vacation, I didn't drive anything. <laughs> and, and, and and you always feel like, Oh, you know, am I gonna forget how to drive? No, I never I've never felt And then that. you get home and it's like, oh this is fine.
0: <laughs> I've never felt there there is like a getting used to process, kinda like what you were just talking about, like the instruments are here, the this you know, like when I haven't done like a vacation where I've rented a car Lately, but like, work travel, right? You rent a car at the airport, go see whatever vendor you need to go see, and then like, they're not renting stick shifts at, <laughs> at, at Thrifty, That's, yes. So yes. like, I get back into the focus at the airport uh, parking garage. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> like, I, how do I drive this? this? One, that pedal. The, yeah. that, yep, mm-hmm. okay. And it t- it takes me like to like get down the the spirally ramp and like out to where you actually pay, where it's like. Okay. Yeah. The manual
2: thing is real. The first, uh, especially if you haven't done it in a while, the first hill start. And you yeah. get a little mini heart attack. you just rev it way <laughs>
0: up. Even though mine does have hill start assist, but still.
2: it's. It, but it's a mental thing. Oh yes. I, actually, I feel like hill start assist uh, makes it harder for me, just because I never, ever had it in any car.
1: Mm-hmm. And so
2: it like, gives me a mini heart attack. It's like, ah, it's not rolling back.
1: <laughs> and they call it different things. So so, so what, is your, what does yours do for like hill start assist? What does it do? Yeah.
2: Probably holds the E-brake. I think most of it just holds the E-brake. Okay, because it just just doesn't allow it to roll backwards.
1: Because I know... um, Like, it'll die. Like, (laughs) on a first-generation Focus that I was driving that was manual, or second-generation Focus, um, like, they had, like, an an anti-stall yes we're like if you're not giving it enough gas it will give it more gas until you get it into first gear yeah that
2: ford anti-stall was really bizarre it's aggressive yeah i don't actually know how it works is it seems like it's it's uh, the only thing i can compare it to is the start off in traffic in this dct where it gets right on the edge of lugging the engine and then like bops it up more than you think it should. Yeah. So you're just like, it, I don't, I don't actually know how the 492 yeah. it. So I was wondering really if you
1: still did that, or if it was Mm-mm. like, because I know being an ST, there's probably less of that Skullduggery going on. It's probably just a more, much more regular manual transmission. But no,
0: I, I've had a hill kill before. It didn't roll backwards, but the engine did shut off. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah my my WRX had the, the hold, the hill hold. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've actually killed it more in drive-throughs than I have in, like on a hill. <laughs> well, you, you don't think, think about, really about it stuff. Yeah, you yeah. don't think about it. You got other. Th- you yeah. got food getting launched at you through the window, and you <laughs> got to keep the cup, oh, <laughs> keep the keep the cup from spilling, and get it down in the thing, and then yeah. and then you just Bleh.
1: oh, crap. And then and then there's the whole new inadvisable world of eating while driving a manual transmission car. It's really something. It's, <laughs> yeah. that, that no, I, a- I definitely make sure I am.
0: Sixth gear on highway, like ready to put in cruise control before I even think about if, it if An you experience. if
1: you're if your transmission is good enough, and even my WRX one was you can get it with two fingers, so you can get the burger here and then <laughs> and then it's a chicken no, no, tender, see, it's not a I burger. burger, I know you it could be that too
2: hand. I want burger left hand I'm too Speed fat to reach needs. across myself.
1: No, no, no. And then you, you do everything with your right hand, right? Oh okay, or, okay, okay. Or, or no, or left n- hand. Near, knee steer. Yep. Knee ah steer. see I can't do that either. Yeah. <laughs> my legs are too short for that. <laughs> <laughs> well I had to adjust my steering.
2: I don't like where that position is. I've never
1: right been able to steer with my knees. My dad never once. That. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That's how he used to do it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, mine's the mine's the wheel in the left hand, feet doing their thing. And then uh, with the left hand, yeah, like let's say it is a chicken tender, left hand on the wheel is holding the sauce cup. <laughs> oh, the right right, right hand, damn sauce cup. Right Gimbles. hand, right hand is total is, is is holding the the tender with just the index and the thumb, and your your rest of your hand is using the gear. You shift should lever. go to
0: our concept engineering team and have them draw up a a, a sauce gimbal, like, like a gyro sauce
1: yeah. gimbal. It, has to be it is. They're on Amazon, <laughs> yeah, but they're not as cool as the one I wanted to make. <laughs> I Have the concept engineers drawing like up for machined you.
2: Machined aluminum,
1: billet <laughs> <it> aluminum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, anodized check engine podcast orange <laughs> Yeah, that'd <laughs> be
0: sweet i'd love it have steve sell that for us in there a pop-up store
1: tristan sauce gimbal tm
2: <laughs> you want to make sure that it's it's machined well but loose enough so it does w- wiggle a little bit yeah i yeah. want to know that it's yeah. balanced so that mm-hmm. as you
1: whip the wheel around there's no resistance it stays yeah. right side up exactly Counterweight at the bottom. yeah, The whole deal. Because the sauce cup itself isn't heavy enough to stop it, for, to keep it spinning, really. So, it's like a $73 gimbal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but How priceless is not spilling barbecue exactly. sauce on your pants? What is
2: the value of Just your the- car interior?
1: Or even your own pants. <laughs> uh,
0: whatever. I'm not going to get into that argument. But... Uh, we're, we're, well, we got off on a tangent there. So, good Hyundai news. Yes. You got yeah, yours. good
2: Hyundai news. There's Hyundai
0: also some news. bad Hyundai news. Oh uh, uh, yes.
2: well.
0: I'm Hyundai surprised. has announced that this is the last model year for the Veloster N.
2: Yeah, I mean, we all knew that it was going that way. Really? Oh, yeah, 100%.
1: Yeah, once they moved it into other lines, then I think that that was kind of... we are writing on the wall for the Veloster N, specifically. Because... They did it on the Veloster because it was low risk. Yes. I was like, well, the, the Veloster is kind of weird. People love it, but they're like dedicated to it. So even if this is kind of eh, it'll still be okay. But now they're putting it on like the Kona and the Elantra, yep. which are Kona, like Elantra core, core demographics for them. Exactly. That's fine, but like, keep the Veloster. Yeah. No, I, I think mean, it's just resources.
2: I th- it was always going to go because what you got to remember is that that car was only sold here. It wasn't an international model. Yeah, the Elantra N was cool. international. but they'll—I mean—that <laughs> opens the door for the—they um, won't bring it here, but the da, um, what is the Euro version of the? I
1: totally yeah, it's forgot what the, the uh, Hyundai i. Yeah, the i. i thirty i thirty. Thirty or i thirty I n.
2: Forty? No, i thirty. Yeah, i thirty n. i thirty n Which the, again, they also won't bring here because we get the Elantra, which is also only sold here. Right. Um, so, but it, it was essentially in the middle of those two, and i. Obviously they're just going to do that, but I, I also think it goes along. I'm a big narrative guy. I'm, I'm always wondering yeah. about what narrative. What's is. the
1: story, Wishbone?
2: Uh, kind of. <laughs> and the evolution has always been really weird, right? When when Hyundai brought the Veloster out, it was I like, was like, oh, no one wants this. It's just weird and it doesn't drive that well. So they're like, okay, and they bring out a performance version. They're like, oh well, no one wants this. It doesn't have enough power. And then the SI comes out with the same horsepower. And they're like, well, it still has three doors. And it's like, oh. Okay, got it. And yeah, then yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. they put the N on. They're like, this is, oh, this is pretty good. And some people loved it. And some people were like, well, this is pretty good. And they bring the Elantra N going all the way back to when they first released the Veloster. And now people are saying, like, oh, this is a real performance car. It's like, well, was it not in the previous two iterations? just wasn't exactly <laughs> what you thought it would be? So, yeah. And that's what I'm seeing with the, with the Elantra N. People are like, oh, now this is a real car. It's like, oh,
1: This me. is pod racing. Okay, guys. We, we got it. We got it.
0: I just feel like we're on the we're we're back on the downslope of the uh, the hatchback wave because like yeah. you had Veloster and that the Focus was there and the, C- the Civic Type R not really a hatchback it's kind of a weird one I guess you can call it a hatchback
1: liftback liftback
0: liftback whatever that. it is but like the new Civic doesn't look anything like that like it's not going to be that. Focus isn't even being made anymore. Now the Veloster's dead. You do have the GR Super, that w- or the the Corolla? Yeah. Yep. That, was, mm-hmm. that was announced. But other than that, there's GTI?
2: Yeah.
0: You know, like the... it's And Waves. I feel like there's going to... Yeah, it's going to be Waves. a wave, right? We're going to get a dip, and then in about three four years, someone's going to announce mm-hmm. a hot hatch. But watch Bring a Trailer. See what happens no, with those Veloster's. No, I'm just that's saying. That's such a bummer <laughs> to me, because
2: <laughs> I... I that's still a car i really really want to own oh yeah i love it and and and
0: i think we all do that's why it's i said it's bad news like
2: it's a bit of maybe a you
0: saw it coming i i yeah. was kind of blindsided by the headline when i saw it i
2: just expected it uh, the one thing that i'm curious to see is where where they do their innovation because essentially they had the veloster for
1: mm, trying the new shit yeah basically a, a, a low or, low risk test bed
2: yeah a decade or decade plus i think essentially and um now that's gone. I mean, the DCT came from there. The 1.6 liter performance engine came from there. The didn't Shifter they have that hybrid or
0: electric one that they were testing out too, like a yes. race car?
2: Yeah, they they also had that as the shell for their joint venture with mm, one of those Swedish hydro- hypercar companies. I forget exactly what it was. Koenigsegg, them or anyways. Yeah, so that was also the shell for that. But I think I mean they're just going to push into. The Elantra, and hopefully that becomes kind of a weird thing. I feel like you want a car company out there making weird shit. Honestly, I think it might not be Hyundai. I think it's going to be Kia. It's going to be the next. I think they're just going to keep doing it as they have been. I mean, they have the, the Kia Soul with the 201 horsepower engine. They have the um, K5, which is a little bit odd in that you can have your all-wheel <laughs> drive with the Kona engine. Or you can have, um, what's, in the, what's in that GT? Oh. I think it's a it's a different mapping. My of mom the, has that one. The, I, I should know a, this. <laughs> I think it's a different mapping of the N engine. I think it's that two and a half liter.
0: Yes. Um, yes. I think you're right.
2: Yeah. So so I mean they're just doing weird stuff and all the stuff they did with the Stinger and now they have the great looking uh, EV that um, the six. What is it called? The, the new EV EV EV6. six. This is just the EV six. I saw I thought, one. Uh, did you? Oh, it looks the, like, awesome. Looks on
0: the road. It looks so much better on the road than even on the commercial. <laughs> Damn it! Like for as crappy as the Hyundai looks, yeah. Like we actually just saw that one leaving the uh, leaving the church parking lot this morning, and I just kind of bumped Claire on the shoulder. I'm like, look, there's that stackable washer dryer again. <laughs> <laughs> um, it looked for as bad as that one looks. God, the EV6 looks good. Oh, oh. that's
2: gonna make it hard. Ho- I I mean yeah, it looks fabulous in the commercials. I can't wait to see one. But yeah, I think I think he is gonna keep doing weird stuff, and I just hope that Hyundai does at some level too, because that's that's always been the unique party piece. Mm-hmm. And it would be kind of a bummer to see that go away. I've also heard that the Sonata is going away.
0: <sighs>
2: which is a little bit of a bummer because I don't think I, I don't think it was realized or appreciated how fast the Sonata n line is. It's yeah. one of the fastest front wheel drive sedans made yeah yeah it's, it's great shit <laughs> yeah it's really good
0: yeah that dude in the ev6 like i was shamelessly staring at it <laughs> like we were it was a intersection and we were red they were green coming across and i just followed it all the way across and he knew and he looked at me and was following me as he drove all the way through but i didn't even care i'm like yep i'm looking <laughs> that is you awesome me. i'm looking what are you gonna do about it
2: <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's i mean that's just fun yeah,
1: i have great. seen talking about electric vehicles that we've seen i have seen more of the rivians around they're starting to come out of the woodwork in like the past two weeks since i got back well, mm-hmm. i've still only
2: seen that one the green
1: one god um, i've seen like eight of them mm-hmm. they're everywhere
2: I'm not paying, paying attention lately. You know, it's so weird. So I, I took, you know, one road trip up to northern Wisconsin and then one all the way out to Nebraska. And I saw no cooler, interesting cars on either trip. <laughs> I
0: know. saw an Aston Martin on the way here today. The Super Oh, oh, oh
2: man.
1: Yes, I saw... The white one. The Aston Martin... Oh, hold on a second. Keep talking. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. This
2: is BS. That's, that's all I'm saying. I mean, you get into Nebraska or into Iowa, really. And you just see nothing but a fleet of Dodge Chargers and Dodge Challengers. And it's so like... And bleh. pickups. Well... <laughs> You got those everywhere. It's just so bleh. It doesn't do anything for me. Oh, you got the green one. (laughs) Fucking amazing. Like, I'm just so over those. Yeah. And I feel like I'm in a significant minority there. I feel like people are still maybe not lusting after, but still looking at those as a desirable object, and they haven't been even remotely updated in, like, 10 years now. It's just like, stop.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we were driving here, and there was a a white Superleggera. Coming at us, and I'm just like, oh! And Claire just saw the wings, like the wings oh, on yeah, the on the yeah, emblem, yeah, yeah. and she's like, "That's a Genesis." i like, oh. <laughs> no, 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 no! I'm no, like, dear, that is James
1: Bond's car. <laughs> that is an Aston.
2: It is a bummer that I I saw nothing cool. That sucks.
1: So I saw something I thought would be cool, and I've seen it, and I've seen it <laughs> on further review. I've seen it like on in print. The Aston Mar- new Aston Martin SUV, yes, the, the Ford, the DBX seven oh seven. Yeah. Oh my God, is it ugly? Where did we you see one? one? Oh, I saw it at the airport. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah, they, they were in front of us when we were like pick, being picked up from the airport. It was horrible, <laughs> horrible. And I don't know if that was just like a color choice. Was
2: it the rust color that you had? No, it consider? was
1: black. Yeah. And and I think that the that that highlights, like it's almost like it's a weird backward. No, sorry, it should have been black. My brain's getting ahead of me. It should have been black. Sure. It was like a gray,
2: like that silvery Aston Martin gray they've been doing. Since yeah, and all
1: that does is highlight how high the plastic goes on the back of the vehicle. Oh. If it if it was all black, it would have been pretty good. Interesting. And the front looks like a regular Aston Martin, and the back looks like I don't know what. And it's jacked up too. Yeah. So like, I mean, obviously, they didn't make it. But they they didn't make it like BMW does or whatever. it's like clearly this was an intentional choice <laughs> to build an SUV. Uh-huh. This looks like somebody took a weird hatchback Aston Martin we haven't seen before and put wheels and tires on it that were too big. Sure. Like the clearances between the wheel well and the tire didn't match how big the wheels and tires were yeah looks like someone crammed too big wheel and tire on this vehicle just to get it up off the ground without actually putting a lift kit on it (laughs) like it was just the weirdest thing and i went oh that's that new aston martin you
2: know i haven't been super crazy about anything that's come out of aston martin for a couple years now i feel like they've lost the touch i really do
1: yeah i think their cars are fine um Uh,
2: that
0: that super legère looked good coming at us today, though. I mean and outside then, of that's the, big, a the big mouth billy bass grill, but like <laughs> it was like it was low, it was it wasn't stanced, like when you think of well, stance, but the stance of it on the road Oh good, man. Pleasure. And oh. I think
1: I would argue that that they look good from the front. They all do. And then yeah. then they drive past you, and some of them, the sides are good, but almost none of them is the back good. Like like, like we make fun of like Corvette and stuff for not finishing the back of their cars. But at least, again, that almost seems intentional. Like, you know what? We'll just leave it that way. (laughs) Versus Aston Martin, who seems to have put a lot of work into the back of their car, and it's terrible. I can
2: tell you tried, unfortunately. You tried, which is worse.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, Looking at them from the front as they're coming towards you is way better than having them go past you. <laughs> yes. and you see him in the mirror and you're like oh Naston Aston Martin oh Aston Martin like as they go past and it's just you know but this one in particular I was like who let that out the door <laughs> I was like I mean who let the dogs out The yeah, woof
2: <laughs> how would you feel if you're the guy who bought the ugly supercar would you think uh, would you be going around like oh people are just jealous they're just jealous of
1: my ass yeah <laughs> and you're like it kind nope, nope. of sucks dude <laughs> um, they just don't get it.
2: Yeah, they they could never understand.
1: It's an Aston thing. Yeah, maybe. Oh, man. <laughs> it's a Jersey thing. It's an <laughs> Aston
2: thing.
0: <laughs> it's a Jeep thing. It's a Jeep thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, we had um, someone... Uh, I went to a graduation party um, yesterday, preview of the shout-out later at the end of the episode, but um, someone was talking to us there about how shitty the Grand Wagoneer is for really? $90,000. They, um, It was like, not the the person that was telling me about it doesn't own it, but they knew someone who owned it, like a neighbor of theirs or a friend of theirs, and said that um, it was, they've had it, like they had such a laundry list of issues, I can't even remember one of them. Like they all, like she threw them at me so fast, like I, could, <laughs> I couldn't grab one of them. Um, but the one number that stuck, like in the first two months they've had it almost 30 days back at the dealership Oof. for a $90,000
2: vehicle also, there's like no new tech in that right it's not like they did did they do new
1: shit to it I mean it's an entirely new platform yeah. so that's always an issue um, whether or not the engine and stuff is new when your assembly guys have never built one before, yeah, okay. um, that's that's an issue. I mean, I took a in my mind, I took a huge gamble buying this first gen XT, and it's maybe already bitten me in the butt. If that wasn't an oil overfill and was just a manufacturing defect, true, um, which because they said we don't know what's going to go wrong with these because they're new. When I took it there, I was yeah. like, oh, cool. Well, I mean, it's the same issue in my car. Yeah, first gen uh, too. But it's like so you give them some slack for like okay it's new, I bought a first-generation car because I wanted it that badly, I know it's going to be in the shop occasionally as they figure out the wrinkles. Like, you know, nothing can prepare a car for millions of on-road miles as people actually buy it right. compared to testing it. Okay, right. sure, I understand that. But yeah, if I bought a $90,000 Grand Wagoneer, I would want to own it. I wouldn't want to have the dealer own it as they have, <laughs> as it's you know in the shop for 30 days. It's funny, too. I don't, know, I don't want to interrupt you. Do you have any more about that one? Well,
0: the only thing I was going to say to close was that it is just one example. Like, yeah. I haven't heard consistently. I haven't seen anything online about how shitty it is, but, like, that's... For as much as they're pushing it, that is yeah. not a very good first impression.
2: I have seen one of those on the road, and I gotta say, it reminded me exactly of the Lincoln Aviator. Oh yes, which you no longer see. Anyway. Uh, yep. <laughs> yes, there, there's not a one of those. Well, it's,
0: it's, it, that it's was sh- the only thing to finish my thoughts. It's, so
1: it's a shame too, because like, although the you know Jeeps were never for a long time like a luxury brand, you got the Grand Wagoneer, and it was like the nice one you'd put your whole family in. But it was also, like, immensely capable. Like, the Forest Service would buy them, you know, because it's like they're huge. They had the ambulance doors on the back. You could put a bunch of stuff in them. So it would kind of ran the gamut from utility vehicle to nice family car. Land Cruiser. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. And they did a really great job of that with the Grand Cherokee. You could get the base-level Laredo, and it would actually go off-road It was relatively reliable. It wasn't safe, as we come to find out. (laughs) Um, uh, But, you know, it was was relatively reliable for a Jeep product. It was, you know, comfortable, it was spacious, it was well-designed. And then they went and, like, just added to that. And by the end there, when they were looking at some of those, like, the Overland editions or the other ones that are, like, the super, super premium ones, you were starting to get... To be able to go head to toe, head to toe, head to head, or toe to toe, not head to toe. Um, I mean, whatever floats your boat, I guess. Um, <laughs> with you know some of the lower to medium trim Land Rovers and you know the big Lexus SUVs, and they were arguably better than like the Infiniti QX series and that kind of stuff, and they did a super good job of that it's hard to find a luxury Grand Cherokee now because they they're trying to push people into the Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer. And that I think that's a shame. I think a lot of companies have multiple vehicles that have multiple trim levels, and that's okay. But I guess they're trying not to cannibalize sales or whatever, I don't know. Well, this is what but. happens
2: when you spin off brands and have absolutely no need to do it. You just end up doing random stuff, kind of yeah. running around and creating little uh, pockets of of missed consumers basically it's what it seems to me you just yeah
1: you try not to miss anyone so you make a bunch of stuff that will inevitably then leave someone behind because yes. yes. it's like oh well what if i want something not as big as a grand wagoneer but i want a really nice jeep you don't have one now so they go buy something else
2: you go buy an acura yeah basically
1: yeah. but because my parents are renting a jeep right now <laughs> um it just so happens and i got to spend quite a bit of time in it yesterday and it's super nice. Like it's one of the seven seater three row configurations, mm-hmm. um, or all that is, they just include the seat in the back. They're not any larger or anything. Um, but it's got like 210 volt outlets. Sure. Like a bunch of USB a ports, a bunch of USB C ports, Ooh. cameras, everything else. And it's like the rental car Laredo model. <laughs> like sure. not anything extra. And my mom was like, yeah, you know, you talk about getting, you know, a, you know, a nice Mercedes or another GT and, you know, cruising around the country and that, but we could do that in one of these, right? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, you probably could. Sure. And it brought me back to our, our land yacht episode, <laughs> land yacht conversation. Man, that was a lot. That and was, was like, like year one you know or that's, two. Yeah. And years. it was just kind of like, huh, that's an interesting thought where it's like, you just... Tall, easy to get into, comfortable, and full of amenities—cool. Um, but I'm I'm sad to see that a lot of those super high-end Grand Cherokees, even if they're not discontinued, I like went to go look for one, and they're just hard to find. Wow. So whether they're discontinuing them or just not making as many because they want to push people to the Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer, I don't know. But
2: or it could be production. I mean, they they could be sitting somewhere in uh, where's Jeep made actually.
1: Oh, all over the place. Yeah.
2: They could be sitting in all over the place waiting for, uh... <laughs> they could be all over the place, all over the place. chips or something. Yeah, massage <coughs> Or chips. a, uh, hailstorm, either way. Yeah, Ooh. waiting for a hailstorm. Speaking of, uh, my car, though, the last thing I'll say about it now that I have it back, I am very glad to have it back, of course. Um, I definitely won't be driving it for long because I work in the south side of Milwaukee, so someone else will have stolen my car probably almost by the end of next week with, with absolute certainty. <laughs> um... I just got. That, I just that's unfortunate. Say, so I, I called uh, my insurance company. Just you can like, get a free club.
1: Turn <laughs> <for> the Milwaukee <laughs> oh, PD now. Fuck
2: off, Milwaukee PD.
1: That'll yeah. save them about ten seconds.
2: But um, yeah, exactly. So I I, I use a club. I use a club. Um, I but uh, So anyways, I called my insurance company just to run through like, hey, now that I have my car back, what actually would happen were my car to get stolen, or when my car gets stolen next week, <laughs> and um. They'd they, have their own, they have their own investigative team. They said, you know, here, we'll do this, 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 this. Here's how much you'd have to pay out of pocket. Here are your options for, like, upgrading coverage, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I got to say, I found it was really nice that they will do their own investigation because Milwaukee P- mm. will not. They don't give a fuck.
0: Nope. They got yeah. way bigger issues going on than...
2: I mean, do they, though? Because these kids are causing... Tons of problems. They're causing tons of damage. They're causing they're a public nuisance. There. I mean, it's there's a documentary about it on YouTube if you're curious. Yeah. Kia boys. It's a citywide problem about which they do not give a fuck. They don't look for them. They don't look for the cars. They don't arrest these kids. They don't. I mean, they know where they're coming from. You can find a, a, a guy from YouTube went and found him with a cell phone camera. You can't fucking find these kids. Shut up. Um, <laughs> they don't do anything. mpd does not give a shit about your kia or hyundai being stolen and you know what fine maybe they have two people working at any time and they have no way that they could possibly uh make an attempt to chase down or 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 do any kind of work towards trying to suppress this issue let's say that's true it's obviously on hyundai and kia for not putting friggin uh, immobilizers in their cars, which is such yes. a stupid decision. Yes. And it just makes me wonder how many of those stupid manufacturer's decisions actually get through and, uh, I mean, there's never going to be a class action for this because it's not killing that many people. It's not killing no people. It's more just causing property damage. And it's just like why Why is this a decision that was made?
1: Why I don't know. Do that. I don't know. Property damage? You know, if, if I've learned anything mm-hmm. from the you know, number and kind of class action lawsuits that get brought and settled against Apple for, you know, like <laughs> yeah. like doing things that actually improve your phone experience. Um, you can certainly argue that there's grounds for at least a settlement here, That's true. But, you know, even if they decide, no, one, even if no one decides to take it to court. There's certainly enough room to say, "Hey, you guys messed up, and it's costing us money. You need to give. You need to give me money."
2: I mean, we'll see what happens. It's just it's so prevalent, and the whole thing is like there are there are mad cities in this country. Yes, many of them. This this is is the huge problem in Milwaukee. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's the difference. They're getting stolen everywhere. It's a fucking epidemic in in Milwaukee. Milwaukee specifically well, because yeah. the kids, they, they are literally, I'm not, I'm not saying this tritely. They,
0: they are, are children.
2: Literally children in that the day that NPS let out, the next day a kid was sitting in our lot too stupid to boost the actual car he just broke into. They are actual children. That is not exaggeration. This actually happened at work. And um, the cops don't care, but it, it, it's just like, you have to do something. You can't continue to do nothing. nothing.
0: Yeah, it's crazy that I, on my ride into work, I listen, I kind of bounce back and forth between a couple different morning shows on the radio. And one of them is ESPN radio. And the producer of the morning show that's on when I'm driving to work had his Kia stolen twice. Yeah. No, it was stolen, it real. was recovered, he got it back, and it was stolen again. Yeah. So, I mean, I, out of his apartment.
1: Complex. I like, use a
2: club. I, I, I don't think it matters. Um, you I'm, need to
1: put an actual boot on it.
2: Well, I'm wondering, <laughs> Justin, if I... Because I have the push-button start. I'm wondering if I take a screwdriver and just pop the USB port and just break it. Because there's a charging port. Mm. It's activated through the USB port. I'm wondering if I just take a screwdriver and just break the... The, 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 um, the data pin off. The, the pins out. Yeah. I'm debating it. Because that's how they boost those.
1: Yeah. I said, put an actual boot on it. Yeah. If they know they can't drive it, then they won't bother to break into it. Hopefully.
2: I'm thinking I could just just snap the tongue off in the USB thing.
0: <laughs> or you can beat them to it and just put it up on blocks. Yeah,
1: just when you take the when tires off, you get there, into just work take with all
0: you. the tires off, they and
2: just... this. It's not a bad option. But you know, they
0: make cordless impact drills. Hint, hint. That could help you take, <laughs> put tires on and off. They do. They do i was thinking
2: of what else i could do um
1: he's got four cinder blocks in the trunk
0: I
2: was, <laughs> everywhere I was, he goes I was thinking
1: like, <laughs> hold in, on let me put it in park
2: <laughs> i was trying to think of impermanent ways to do the same thing as breaking the usb port i was thinking get one of those i have a bunch of those little logitech things that around everyone does just get that and then tap the outside to break off the plastic thing and you could pull out you actual, could you'd
1: have to get pliers and yeah. pull it out and you could but it's yeah. It would be probably not worth their time. Exactly. You'd still get a broken window, but that's easy to fix. True. Yeah. Exactly. Your car you wouldn't be stolen window. and trashed, yeah. and probably hit somebody. Well, that's the thing.
2: If they steal, that's the thing. They steal a a, a a Kia Soul, they're gonna have a great time driving around the state. They steal my car, they're racing the shit out of the parking lot and probably immediately crashing it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that it's the fastest car in the world, but it's gonna go different.
0: And it's gonna yeah. probably more than kids, actual kids. Are willing to be prepared for or ready to handle
2: exactly. So I don't, I don't know. I am seriously considering the Logitech thing. What I don't know is where the activation is in the um, in the head unit. Like I don't know if it's detection for voltage on the port or if it's detection for a- actual entry into the port, and whether that'll screw things up with CarPlay.
1: Oh, speaking of CarPlay, what? I purchased a wireless CarPlay adapter. Oh, that's right, you did. Yeah, I finally got a chance to use it. I told him that I told you when you were talking about the fact that wireless carPlay was missing from the <laughs> Nissan. I was I'll like, well it. that's just the way I live, but but I'm I'm curious about it and it it's not that much to get a wireless CarPlay adapter. It's a lot to get like a whole new head unit or something, yeah. but this plugs into the same USB port and everything. And then you pair it to the device, and then the device is the airplay destination for all the video mm-hmm. and then puts it on the car to do CarPlay and it's this weird like Android box <laughs> but it identifies itself as CarPlay when you plug it <laughs> when you plug it in before it's even connected to a phone your car says oh hey CarPlay and you can open it up and that's how you set it up you can actually see it on your car screen huh. to set it up wow Um, and it's a little slow to connect sure but it's pretty reliable well wireless
2: CarPlay is not always the fastest it can yeah. be basically instantaneous or it can take five minutes. and
1: this is the same i've had the same what's like a same experience where i get in the car and i turn the car on and it pairs right away or it messes around and does something else for a couple minutes and all of a sudden boop carplay pops up it's like, like it's
2: working normally to me yeah
1: well never having had wireless carplay i don't know but it, but it's it's great yeah it's <laughs> um epic you know no and it has my car has two usb ports so when i'm driving a longer drive i obviously don't want to kill my phone so I'll plug it into CarPlay um, for like my commute or yeah. whatever. Um, but if it's just like, hey, I'm gonna hop in the car and go to the store, in fact, I don't have to mess around with plugging anything in. I can just toss it in the wireless charging bin, and it goes. Awesome. By the way, <laughs> a
2: weird quirk about my car. My phone, uh, the 13s. Uh, mini.
1: Yeah. LG mini. Too small. Too small. Mm-hmm. Yep. Too small yep. For the my port. my work phone's a mini, and it doesn't charge in the wireless well, either. You have Infuriating. to. You, you can get um. <laughs> You can get a, uh, literally just a piece of wood. If you get a piece of wood that's the right width, yeah. you can put it in the wireless charging thing and then put the phone in next to it, and it can't slide around. Well, see,
2: but the thing is, mine is scooped on both ends. It's beveled. It's not cut in. Oh. So everything you put in there immediately slides out. I did try you Got to it. So,
1: Because mine, mine is just a square cutout. Yeah. And when I had my Mini, you could put a little piece of wood in it and then put the <laughs> Mini in next to it, and it would wirelessly charge. Yeah, it was is, fine. This
2: is beveled. It's very stylish. Very mine is practical. Mine
1: is very utilitarian and very practical. <laughs> it ramps out. In all we.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing. Even You can get it in there, so it's sitting perfectly. Uh, and then it slides out in all the directions and mm. slides around in there. And So it's like, we really are living in the future. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yes, sh- sh- long story short, wireless CarPlay is real cool. And yes, those adapters you can buy on Amazon do work. Actually,
2: um, <laughs> we'll just talk about this briefly. I don't know if anyone's still listening, but we'll talk about this briefly because it's a, it's a car podcast. Yeah, sure. Um, did you see Tristan, the I don't know if they've released the white paper yet, but the spec for the next gen of CarPlay?
1: Yeah, the I haven't I haven't I don't think they've released the white paper yet, but I saw the WWDC yeah, yeah. announcement for that. the Apple Car OS or whatever they're gonna call it where like CarPlay runs everything. I'm intrigued. I'm worried. Why? But I'm also intrigued.
2: You'd say why you're worried.
1: it, it would have to make sure that the native cars interface is bulletproof and carplay is just a layer on top of it because I don't want carplay to interfere with using my car and seeing how only semi-reliable carplay is sure where like I'll be wired carplay no big deal and I hit skip on a piece of music and it like the head unit locks up and when my head unit locks up my eyesight stops working my cruise control stops working everything else CarPlay has to be a separate solution. Right now, it's a module plugged into the automotive Linux that my machine is, the, the, the machine in my head unit is running. Yeah. So when CarPlay locks up, it cascades down, and basically my head unit has to reboot, including all of my driver assists and everything else, because it's all running from the same computer. Functionally, it's all just a plugin.
2: That's interesting. Now I, I ooh. So I'm trying to think this through because when my CarPlay fucks up, which is super rare and usually only happens
1: when the yeah it's fun not it's not super common yeah but it when it does happen it's a catastrophe for me <laughs> everything <laughs> I, everything stops working
2: it <laughs> doesn't actually I don't know if it kills the the L2 tech on the Hyundai because it's not level three it, can, yeah. it does lane guiding auto stop
1: lane guiding auto stop um and, adaptive um, cruise the,
2: it, not adaptive cruise you don't have Adaptive Cruise? I don't cruise. have Adaptive Okay. Um, I hate Adaptive Cruise. That's okay. By the way. It makes me go to sleep. But, uh, Anyways, I don't think it fucks with the rest of that. If you reset... It probably does if you reset the unit. But if Because I can disconnect the phone, unless it's paired wirelessly. Yes. Uh, <laughs> In this case, turn off the stop phone. <laughs> the play issues. And that doesn't screw with anything else, for yeah. sure. Um, that's interesting. I'll have to think about that. Yeah. I mean, my thought is if I'm remembering correctly from when I read the current gen CarPlay white paper, it actually works in the opposite direction. It's not necessarily that the car that um in terms of the actual technology deployment, it's like you say, it's a snap-in essentially for the yes. car. Yep. But in terms of Apple's white paper, they've written it to be the opposite. The car has to bend to their specifications. They have to it yes. has to work under a certain Right. It has to it has to meet
1: field. it has to meet very narrow specifications from a security and compatibility standpoint. Yes. But it's not like the phone is running the car. The car is running itself and then all that is is a was um, like you're just streaming H two six four, two six five and touch events yes. to the screen. So the the car is actually processing very little. It's playing a video and it's accepting button and finger presses mm-hmm. and it's streaming audio and that's it right and somehow when that goes down it will crash the entire head unit
2: yeah I'll have, I'll have to test this now maybe wait for a really hot day which is usually when the problems I mean this seems kind of irresponsible <laughs> to of how I'm gonna destroy my car and then what drive really fast in the back of someone else's car and to get see
1: them? if it'll automatically <laughs> I don't know I throw think, a I child a in plan. front of you
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I have one. It's easy. oh no, no. not 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 yours yeah <laughs> Someone else says, yeah, you're right, it's yeah. a much better plan, exactly. much safer. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm super curious now because I, you have to be right. If I reset the head unit in the car, surely then uh, all of that automation has to stop working, right? you
1: think unless it's being processed elsewhere. Unless your head unit is your head unit and there's a separate thing doing all the work for your driver assists. And
2: I will admit that I also don't know super is, is eyesight right yeah yeah mm-hmm. but there's
1: a lot of processing going on there because it's all visual right that's what i'm saying i don't so know if
2: hyundai uses radar it or... makes sense
1: that mine has like an entire computer in the dashboard doing all this work yeah and just hey let's put the head unit in, you know overhead on that no problem instead of making a bunch of small low power systems just put a big powerful computer in the dashboard yeah mine must be LiDAR. except unless it crashes <laughs>
2: Because there's no cameras. Yeah, if, if they're if there wing cameras, you would be able to access them. So, yeah, it, the Hyundai system must be a yeah. radar in my car.
1: Also, Subaru, why can't I access my cameras? I want to <clears throat>
2: see them! Like,
1: like <laughs> I want to... You have a backup camera, uh-huh. and you have a front-facing camera, yes. and you have the two binocular eyesight cameras to handle cruise control, braking, all that stuff. You should be black boxing the last... Thirty seconds of that, and then allowing me to hit save oh, for like a, for like a, for like a dash camera, that like is nifty. let me plug a thumb drive into my USB port so I can record to that thumb drive or whatever. Does it do
2: that automatically?
1: I don't know. It, it doesn't do it where the it's user accessible. I don't know right, if like right. in for crash data or whatever yeah. if it is. But like I'd love to be able to get dash cam footage without having to install a dash cam. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So
0: that's a really good cameras. idea. Yeah. yeah. If no got one's doing it, all they these should. cameras
1: use them. Yeah. We've got three front facing cameras and a rear facing camera.
2: That's the other thing I was thinking. Do I get a do I get a one of the fancy dash cams with GPS? Yeah. And use that for when
0: i when you're going to break land speed records or no, anything when genuinely when okay we'll, g- when your car gets stolen yeah. i am
2: 100 percent convinced that i will not be in possession of this car for longer than 14 days i
0: only one way to find out
2: well i well i'm going should to we take
0: bets should people go online and we'll put <sighs> an over under we'll on, pool, a, on the, so, yeah on the facebook page we'll take squares
2: but i really do i mean i really do think that my car is going to get stolen i'm gonna be so furious when it does too um at least
0: you're already building yourself up to it
2: yeah i'm gonna be so fucking mad um anyways well that's the thing like even if i were to feed myself the security cam footage what am i gonna do run out and get shot to death no yeah i'm just gonna watch them steal my fucking car and be mad
1: do the old the old retail loss prevention Oh no! There it goes. <laughs> yeah, basically. Cause yeah. Honestly, what else are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah.
2: is that the smart move to run out in the? Po- no, no, no. Even if it's a child, they will still shoot you dead.
1: Flashbang them. Uh,
2: <laughs> get it. Here's what I'll do.
1: Bravo six, going to
2: market. <laughs> no, I'll buy a cheap car, and I'll park it. We got like a little, like a little alley space. Yeah, and then um, I'll so I'll park my car, you know, kind of facing that way. So when they go out, I'll go full ramming speed, and 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 take them out.
0: There you go, demo derby style. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> not
0: at
2: all. Plus, then the car is definitely totaled.
1: <laughs> yeah, you have to replace it instead of fix it, which is faster probably. Definitely. Oh, totally fast. Judging by Jessica's car. <laughs> Oof. Was when it had to get repaired oh, yeah, 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 yeah. after the deer strike. Oh, was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It took like two months to get started fixing it. <laughs> oh,
2: that's what I was expecting with mine before. Yeah. Started. All right, okay. We're at the... We've cycled all the way back around. Yeah. He's now actually, picked we, up his car.
0: Uh-huh. We actually came full circle on that. Start it. the
1: episode over. Exactly. That's kind of nice.
0: Hey, good. everybody. Welcome back to the... Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's actually time to, to get out of here. So um, before we do that, we'll... Uh, we'll remind you about the socials first uh you can go look look for us on facebook by looking up check engine podcast andrew where can they find us on the twitter
2: at check engine pod
0: and tristan instagram would be also at check engine pod so cool find us on there be sure to like follow share dm all that kind of stuff reach out how and when you can you can ask us questions to answer on air you can let us know what you like or dislike about what we've talked about you can give us ideas for topics that we can bring onto the show here any of that kind of stuff. We appreciate it. Thank you in advance. Also, as we roll out of here, thank you for sticking with us today. We appreciate you listening, but we don't want you just to listen. We want to interact with you. Find us on the socials. You can also, on whatever platform you're listening on, uh, leave us a review, hopefully a good one, and or you can hit that subscribe button. Doesn't cost you anything, and you'll get notified of any new content that we put out for you. If you're really into what we're doing and would like to support this podcast monetarily, you have two options for that. You can go to patreon.com slash check engine podcast or hit that support button on our homepage at anchor.fm slash check engine podcast. Where's the money going this week? Every cent <laughs> pledged goes towards <laughs> Andrew's car security. Yeah, How about that? Uh, yeah. my deductible. Securing. Yeah. is a deductible for a lost car claim. Um, and towards making this podcast a better experience for you, the listener. So none of it goes back into our pockets personally. So thank you in advance. Any shout outs before we get out of here?
2: Um, you know what? Uh, <laughs> since I, it, I was gonna do a, a, an anti thanks to the Milwaukee Police Department and yeah, they, they do deserve it. But uh, I will actually instead thank my insurance company, which is not a company I've ever heard of, Selective Insurance. Uh, we, we went through like an insurance broker when we got our house and got everything under one umbrella um called them they gave me all the all the standard uh your wait time would be longer than normal due to high call volume blah blah, blah. someone picked up immediately <laughs> and uh i just told them my name they had everything i didn't need a policy number didn't need know anything um they ran me through the whole scenario told me who i'd be working with in case my car did get stolen told me my options sent in an email they were they were just great so uh cool I don't know. yeah if you have to go through an agent or whatever but selective yeah they were great awesome nice
1: Nice. My, mine is a, a bit of an, an in memoriam. Uh, we uh, lost my grandfather a couple of weeks ago, um, and although there were no specific, you know, car ties, still worth uh, you know mentioning him on the podcast because he was a supporter of everything that we did. Um, I think by the time by the time we were making this podcast, his his dementia had gotten to the point where not probably a listener of this podcast itself, but I know he would have been, had he been able to, um, cause he was there for, you know, every, co- you know, choir concert, my sister's dance recitals, everything, everything that he could possibly get to. Cause he wasn't going to a different grandchild's thing that same day. <laughs> uh, he, he was very involved. Um, and I know he would have been, would have been a supporter of this podcast and probably would have enjoyed it. Um, had his funeral on Friday. Um, very, very well-run affair. So, um, you know, rest in peace, Grandpa. But also, uh, thank you to all of the funeral directors, the pastor of Grace United Methodist Church, um, and everybody involved in making Friday uh, go as smoothly as it could. Um, It was not something that we weren't expecting, but it's always something that manages to sneak up on you and be a bit of a surprise. So, thank you for for all the help with that, Um, and thank you to my family for bringing up all the the memories and the photos and everything else um, for that event on Friday. And uh, again, rest in peace, Grandpa. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: sorry, man. Condolences. Yeah, tough. Um, positive note to to round off here. I'm gonna have two quick shots, which is
1: definitely the way to round it out. That's yeah. why I tried to go in the middle. Yeah, there you go. <laughs>
0: um, so should have mentioned this early when we were talking about um, our f- friendly race teams and their success. Um, newer. Uh, friends of ours uh, Austin Riley in racing with autism yes in the radical cup North America he got a hat trick three <laughs> wins at Watkins Glen this weekend in nice. his class so right. congrats to Austin Riley and the racing with autism group again folks racing with autism if you want to learn about this kid's story um, and then also uh, congratulations to I guess I'll call her my neighbor um, my parents' neighbor, um, the, the Kruger family, their daughter Vivian graduated um, high school this year and yesterday was the graduation party. Um, I literally remember when they brought her home from the hospital. I've known her literally <laughs> my like her entire life. I remember <laughs> her standing on stools baking with my mom. I remember drawing chalk art with her in driveways and all that kind of stuff. And here she is going off to college this fall. So congrats, Vivian. We're proud of you and best of luck. And as always, thank you listeners for your continued support. We love hearing from you. We love recording this for you. And we cannot wait to speak to you again. Until we do, take care.
1: record a little fresh stuff and see, yeah, what, and see what happens yeah fresh stuff a <laughs> <laughs> little fresh stuff uh, bring the freshness a little freshy bring the
2: freshness whoa that's our oh, that's like a subway
1: line. thing that's our new tagline
2: forcible freshness bring subway. in the freshness
1: subway forced freshness <laughs> willy fresh enforced freshness
2: this time we're not asking <laughs>